Aguten Erev Shabbos, Parshas Shlach. Hope you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful week. This week's shear is sponsored by Naftali and Fagy Weinberg of North Woodmere, New York. Thank you so much for your generous dedication. Maybe a schus for all that you need. In this week's parsha, we encounter the episode of the Chet Maraglim. Now, when Moshe Benu instructed the Maraglim to go seek out the land, Eretz Canaan, to go see what's going on, to see if it's a suitable land for Klai Yisrael to settle in, Moshe Benu instructed them as follows. He said, Go see, Uma Ha'aretz HaShmenahu Imraza Ha'ish Ba'etzim Ayin. Go find out if the soil is rich or poor, and whether yesh ba eitz im ayin, if it is a wooded land, if there are trees. Now the question is, why would Moshe Rabbeinu care if there are trees? What would that make a difference? Why would that have an effect on whether Klai Yisrael should settle there or not? So Rashi points out, Rashi says, of course, this isn't talking about an actual tree. Rather, Rashi says, it means, im yesh bahem adam if there is a righteous person who can protect the inhibitants, referring to the Knanim, by the virtue of his merits. Which means, if there is one tzaddik, there is one Yerushamayim, even though he is a guy, and he is only keeping the Shavu Mitzvahs B'nai Noach, the seven Noachite laws, in spite of that, Moshe Benu suspected that maybe there would be such an individual that has chosim, and in that person's chos, then the Knanim, even though They've sinned so terribly, and now it was time for them to get kicked out of the land. Perhaps, in his merit, in his chus, Hashem will allow the Kananim to dwell longer in the land, and therefore, that would be a deterrent and a reason for Kalisol not to enter the land yet, because inevitably they're going to get into war, into fights, and Moshe Benu obviously didn't want this. So therefore, Moshe Benu said, go seek out if they have such a person, that's going to protect them in his merit. Now the question is, how could it be that one person, who's a guy, the Gemara Bava Basis says, was talking about Eve, but nevertheless, we're talking about Klaisal on the other hand. We're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu. They had tremendous chusim. They've been living on the highest level of B'tachan for all of these years. They've been traveling to the Midbar. They saw Kriyas Yamsuf, Mitzrayim, the Makas. They saw the revelation of Hashem that we'll never ever see, we'll never ever experience. They were on such a holy level. How could it be that the merit of this one person, of Eev, is going to counteract and serve as a merit against Kaiso? So Bianco Galinsky in his Sefer Vigarata answers beautifully based on the Gemara Sanhedrin Sadi Tess, which says the Apikarsim, the skeptics, they ask the following question, famous question, my Ahanulam Rabbanan. In what manner do Tamidah Chachamim benefit us with all of the Torah? Meaning to say, the Gemara continues that the Rabbanan, they learn Chumash, they learn it for themselves, they learn Mishnah, they learn it for themselves. They study, but seemingly they lock themselves up in a corner and they're to themselves. And maybe they'll do a Mishmar and they'll learn the Balabatim. Maybe they'll interact with the kids in the community. But at the end of the day, they're busy with their Sfarim. They're busy for themselves. They're working on their self growth, on their own spirituality. My Ahanulam Rabbanan, what do we need them for? What purpose do they serve? And to this question, the Gemara says, they're called the Apikarsim. Why? Because they're going against Beferish Apostolic, an explicit verse in the Torah, which says, Hashem said that I have established my covenant. I made a promise with you that I will continue the creation of the world. 
the world will perpetuate as long as there is Limar Taira. Only when there's Limar Taira, when there's Torah learning, then heaven and earth can continue. But without that, the world would return to Taira Vavayu. Subsequently, we see from this Gemara, the Chashivas, the importance of one Taman Chacham, Maya Hanalei Rabbanon, that in every individual Taman Chacham, and in every individual Yid, every person that associates himself with Taira, with Avaida, with a connection to their Bani Shalalim, that's what keeps the world running. And without that, without the schus of Torah, without the schus of Avoida, the world would simply return to Torah Vavayu, to emptiness and nothingness, to avoid, to a vacuum. And therefore, this is the pshat, this is what Maishu Bain was telling the Miraglim, and he was teaching us this lesson, the importance of one person, that if there was even one person in Eretz Canaan, even if he was a guy, but as long as he was an Adam Kasher, as Rashi calls it, Adam Hagan, a proper person, a person who was attached to God, he was doing his mitzvahs, that in itself would serve as an unbelievable, unfathomable schos, and perhaps would counteract all of the schosim of Klaisal, of Moshe Benu, of the mitzvahs and betachan that they have accumulated over the years. Why? How? Because we cannot underestimate the kayach of one person. And Moshe Benu wanted to teach for Doris, for generations, for us, now in 2023, to remember that when we think, what are we? What's another hour going to do? What's another Gemilis Chasadim going to do? Does it really make a difference? Am I really going to have an effect on the greater picture, in the greater scheme of things? And the answer is yes. We cannot question, like the Apikarsim ask in the Gemara, Maya Hanalei Rabbanon. The answer is, Ahanalei Rabbanon. Which means the Rabbanon do make a difference. And it's not only the Rabbanon. It's each individual with their mitzvahs, with their Torah, with their Maisim Tevim, we should never underestimate, we cannot underestimate the power, the potency and impact in every single maisa of tzirkus, of yashas, of righteousness, and of cleaving to the word of God, to the Dvar Hashem. This is something that we cannot underestimate because we cannot fathom how great the power of one person truly is. This is why Moshe Rabbeinu told them to go seek out if there's an eitz, which is referring to an Adam Hagan, to a straight person, because that straight person has power and potential that no one can fathom. And if he was there, then it is very possible that even amidst all of the schusim and all of the mitzvahs of Kaiso, that perhaps his schus is even greater. And therefore, Moshe Benu said, go check out if that person's there, because if he is, we're not going to stand the chance. Taking this idea a bit further, expanding on it just for a moment, I remember once in 11th grade, I asked my Rebbe the following question. I said, how could it be that Hashem created a massive Bria? We have no comprehension of how big it really is. We look at it, planet Earth is just one planet amongst others. And in Earth, the amount of water and land and countries and people, the creations, the animals, the forests, rain, snow, there's so much going on. Biology, chemistry, physics, the amount of Chachma is insane. We, it's, it's way beyond anyone's comprehension. Yet, we know, at the end of the day, the world was created for Torah. As we quoted the Pasuk before, My covenant of having the world keep on going, keep on spinning, is dependent on your Liman Torah. And when there's Torah, I'm going to keep the world going. And if there's no Torah, it's going to be Chayzer. It's going to return to Torah Vavayu. So it comes out that the world was created to learn Torah, which means that 
from Sheshis Mebreshis until now, Hashem created this world. He has the world up and running for Talmud Torah. Torah is what fuels the world, which means that from everything that's going on, all the things that are beyond their comprehension, all the things that we'll never understand in this world, how it works, what's the main thing? Limit Torah. Learning Torah. So I ask my Rebbe, it seems, it comes out, that if you have a young Bachar, if you have a young man, if you have anyone sitting down on a bench, opening up a book with Torah written in it, a Gemara, a Chumash, a Shulchan Aruch, and he just sits there quietly in a corner learning Torah, this boy is simply keeping up the world. The world is running on his Torah, in his Chus. And it struck me, how is it possible? Like, is that really it? A boy on a bench in a corner with a book? And that is what's fueling this massive operation of the world, of the entire universe, and the answers, of course. But I want to quote to you from Rab Aaron Cutler, and it's say from Mishnah Rab Aaron, who writes as follows, A person has to be marba, increase his learning of Torah. He has to work on his good character and his midas Torahs. And to increase his amuna and to let it flow, influence on the rest of Kalisol. This is the required safeguard from us. And he continues, That this Shmira of learning Torah is not only for Tamid al-Khamim, but anyone can learn Torah. Why? Because because our existence depends on the extent of its connection to the Torah and its study. This is the inner depth. This is what keeps us ticking as Knesset Yisrael, as of Shem's beloved children. And Herb Aaron concludes, This person who hides himself away, in a corner, the Yoshev, the Isaac Batera, he sits and engages in Torah study. He indeed holds up and brings life to the entire world. So we have these words from the Rosh Hashiva of Aaron Cutler, who's solidifying what we have said that yes, indeed, one person's Torah in a corner, all alone, under the radar, unannounced. He is fueling the world. And as important and vital, all of our other actions, everything that we do, all of our running around, and our attempts in Ishtadlus, and our Maisim Toivim, they're all necessary and part of living and what we have to do. But at the end of the day, the Tachlis Hakol, the sight of everything, and as Reb Chaim called it, the Nishmas Chaim, Shal Knesset Yisrael, the inner core, the spiritual makeup of Kaisal is Torah Hashem. When we learn Torah and live Torah, not only is that going to keep us going, but it's going to keep the world going as well. I hope you all enjoyed. I thank you all for listening, and I wish each and every one of you a wonderful Shabbos.